We're going to go right to the North Olmstead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline and talk to Mary Kay Cabot of Cleveland.com. How you doing, Mary Kay? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I'm doing well. You know, you know, I had an opportunity to, to t- kind of take a look at uh, um, you uh, in your, your, your uh, interview on YouTube, and you talked a lot about these camp battles. And I think this is really intriguing in terms of the camp battles uh, with the offensive line, defensive line, uh, not so much offense line, but excuse me, defensive line, as well as the defensive backs, receivers and, and those things as well. Um, what have you seen from from individuals, um, some individuals that look like they, they could be competing for um, some starting time? Um, guys that may be fringe guys that we, did, we haven't talked much about, like Donovan People Jones. Um, who who showed up, or or some of the guys on the defensive line? What stood out to you as some guys that can look to sneak in and get some of the, uh, potential playing time? Well, we we know some of the obvious ones, so I'll mention a few guys that I that I think stood out a little bit that we might not be hearing as much about or talking as much about. And let me start with uh, a Tack McKinley. Tack did a really nice job in this camp. He had a great attitude. Uh, you know, we know that they signed Jadavian after they signed Tack, and that had to be upsetting to him because he thought he was coming in here uh, to start opposite Miles Garrett. But he had a great attitude. Uh, he checked in with Jadavian a lot. He he was very engaged with the guys. He played with a very high motor in minicamp, and he was one guy that that I was impressed with. Now that doesn't mean he's uh, he's going to start. Obviously, Jadavian's going to start at that spot, but I think he's going to you know be part of the rotation and grab some some reps there, and I, I think that's a good sign for these guys. Um, when you move back to the linebacker position, uh, and I'll be writing a little bit about this today too, and, and that is, uh, you know, it might take – JOK is coming up the learning curve very quickly, but it might take him a little bit of time. And in the meantime, uh, I think you'll see some of, uh, some of Jacob Phillips over there working at weak side. Um, you'll see Mac Wilson working over there on the weak side. And, uh, you know, Anthony has established himself. Anthony Walker has established himself as the starter at the Mike linebacker spot. Um, but, but the other two spots are, are a little bit open. And training camp will determine who will start at those spots. But I think you'll see uh, a lot of Jacob and Mac getting some reps and, and trying to stave off the rookie over there on the weak side. Uh, when you move back into the secondary, I thought Greg Newsom had – a, a tremendous spring, a tremendous mini camp, and Greedy Williams didn't have all that much of an opportunity to, uh, you know, to try to outdo him or outshine him or or really stand out in the way that he normally would because he was kind of limited in in what he was able to do in terms of team drills and things like that. He was a little bit limited, and so I, you know, I think he's going to get better as training camp goes along. You know, he's still finding the strength in in that shoulder. So once that gets better, I think he'll be able to give Greg Newsom a little bit more of a run for his money. Um, and, and Grant, you know, I mean, these guys looked good. They were not in, obviously they were not in pads. We were not seeing normal football. Uh, but those are some of the guys on the defensive side of the ball. You know, Mary Kay, you've been out here and you've, you've covered this team for a number of years. Um, and one of the things that you we, we always talk about in the media or uh, fans talk about is the eye test. And for so many years, you would go out and you watch the Browns and, and you would see maybe a, a couple guys the Browns had on their roster that you say 
wow, that guy could play on any team in the league. And you may a guy may uh, a flash and you'll see a, a Josh Gordon. Right. Or, or another guy will flash and you'll say, wow, you know, uh, you know, you, you know, big baby was big on the defensive line as a, as a defensive tackle or or you may see a running back or, or somebody along those lines will flash for you. And you say, wow, we really have something here. Can you? What is the difference between previous years and to come out this year and to just look all the, around in, uh, in the field and see top-notch athletes and professionals at every single position? Uh, is it kind of a culture shock? You know what? It is in some ways. It, this is a really good football team that I just watched for the last three days at Benny Camp. And I said that to you know, to my colleagues out there. Uh, and after all these years, as you mentioned, I know what I'm looking at when it comes to the talent level of a football team. And across the board, there is excellent, excellent talent on this team. And it looks to me like a team that should contend, that should uh, go deep into the playoffs and possibly, you know, even contend for for a Super Bowl. I mean, that's the kind of talent I feel like I'm looking at. And if it all comes together the way that, that I believe that it will, uh, this is going to be a really fun team to watch. I think they're going to be explosive offensively right from the beginning. And I think that the defense uh, is going to give offenses hell right from the start. And also, iron is going to sharpen iron in training camp. And this defense is going to get Baker Mayfield and those offensive skill players ready to play. It's not going to be easy for him to fit the ball into tight windows against this defense. He's going to have to get rid of the ball quickly against that pressure. And I think that once he gets to the regular season, he's going to be ready to play some football. Talking to Mary Kay Cabot on the North Olmsted uh, Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram hotline. And of course, she's the beat reporter for Cleveland.com. And for me, one of the biggest surprises uh, of the camp was you know, I've torn two ACLs before, uh, and I, I tore them in both knees, one about eight months apart from each other. And I know the level of rehab um, that you have to go through to, when you tear ACL. Uh, I, I came back, and, and of course, they're like, oh, you got to put a knee brace on. There's no way, shape, or form you're allowed to go out here and practice. Even if I was in shorts, I had to have wear a knee brace. For me, to see Odell Beckham Jr. in, in – camp not not just on the side but participating and i get it it's not shorts i mean it's not helmets and they're not tackling people but to see him run routes and catch the ball and go through individual certain individual drills i i was completely shocked i i i never thought in a second that i would see that happen um were you kind of shocked at his his progress even though you kind of saw some of the youtube stuff are you shocked that he's this far along well, I, I am, really. When you think about what he's been able to do after six and a half months, it is absolutely remarkable. Now, having said that, uh, I, I've been equally impressed with, uh, with Grant coming off of an Achilles. And I think what's been happening in medicine and sports medicine and orthopedics now is that the procedures uh, have come a long way. Uh, I don't know exactly when you had your surgeries, but even I would say that even in the last five years, these things uh, have advanced so much that uh, they're less invasive than they were, and you know they're they're just doing a better job 
in getting these guys rehabbed and back out, back out on the field. Not only are the surgeries better, uh, but the, the therapeutics afterwards are so much better. There are so many different things that you can do now to speed up the healing. Uh, there's nutrition involved. And, you know, if, if you really are dedicated, you can make a comeback like this, whereas uh, an ACL back in the day, I mean, that was just, you know, it was catastrophic. Um, but now you, these guys can come back, and if you couple that with being sort of a freak of nature, like I think Odell must be, like an Adrian Peterson was, uh, you know, then you have it all going on, and it looks like he's going to be dynamite this year. Uh, you know, the receiving core, um, you know, not only was Odell a little banged up, but we forget Jarvis Landry played most of last year, it seems, injured. Um, he wasn't a hundred percent last year. I think he's an underrated guy uh, in, in terms of we say, what can we see if we can get Odell back a hundred percent and maybe Jadavian Clowney. I'm interested in seeing Jarvis Landry back at a hundred percent. Cause I think Jarvis Landry has not been a hundred percent in almost two years now. Um, but he just continues to fight through it. What are your thoughts on, on Jarvis Landry and him working with, uh, with Baker Mayfield and, and him being able to be a guy that is 100% going into the season as well. Well, I would have to agree with you on that. He was not himself last year. He fought his way back and got on that field for the opener, but it took him a while after that uh, to get to the point where he was back to his old Jarvis self. And, you know, he, he didn't let on. He didn't talk about it. He didn't make any excuses about that. But that, that was difficult for him to come back from that serious hip injury that quickly and to get back out on that field. So I do think that, that he is much better this season than he was last season, at least at this time of year, for sure. And I do think that you will see a better, faster Jarvis because uh, he had some residual things after that, too, that we didn't even really know about. And um, until recently, when I talked to his trainer down at House of Athlete, he was saying that, you know, Jarvis had to work through some other things. Sometimes when you have a surgery, uh, it impacts other areas of the body uh, and you're overcompensating for something here or there. And so, I, I, you know, he had some other little aches and pains that he had to get through last season. Of course, he never let on about those things. Um, but I think he's feeling much, much better this year. And like I said, I think that, this offense just has the potential to be explosive right from the start. You know, I ask you this every single year. So we've been talking on a barbershop or, or, or the Browns pregame, and I ask every single year, and, and it's about that time again, um, one of the unintended consequences of having a really good team and drafting really well is you have a bunch of players on your team, and not all those players are going to make the final roster. And this year, I think it might be probably one of the uh, one of the one of the, the most important seasons for the Brown. But I also think there's a, it's going to be very heavy in terms of the guys that they've already slotted in as making the team. Um, what are some positions or even some players that may be really good players, uh, maybe players that, that, that can start um, and even get minutes for other teams that may be potentially uh, in an uphill battle for making a team loaded with this amount of talent? Well, you know, there, there are a few positions where they do seem like they have a surplus of guys and it's going to be hard to find a way to hang on to some of those guys. Now, some of them can end up 
on the practice squad if you think you can keep them, but that's not always easy either. Some of them uh, are going to have to, you know, maybe end up with an injured reserve with a little hangnail or something uh, so that you can hang on to them because there are spots where uh, there are guys that you want are going to want to keep. So defensive tackle, I mean, right now you look out there, and there are there are a lot of bodies out there, and there's, there are some intriguing young guys that are going to be uh, coming up over the next few years. The, uh, you know, the Marvin Wilsons, the Tommy Togiais, the Jordan Elliotts. There's a lot of young guys there. Uh, the two starters right now are Malik Jackson and Andrew Billings, and then there's good depth behind them. Uh, but I look out there and I'm like, how are you going to keep all these guys? You know, they they had to sign Marvin Wilson to an extra big signing bonus to get him. Uh, they've got Malik McDowell that, you know, he's going to have to prove that uh, that he can get back at it after a couple of years out of football. Um, but there's some good talent there. I don't know how they're going to keep all of those guys. And then, you know, they might have a, a receiver or two that they might find it difficult to keep. So I don't know how that will all work out. Uh, you know, you've got JoJo Natson back. You've got Kadero Hodge, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Now you have Anthony Schwartz. So uh, that's a spot where you kind of wonder how they might do that. Although, uh, you know, you can you can count JoJo as a returner and not necessarily have to, to put him under the uh, category of strictly as a receiver. You can kind of give Mike Prefer one of those guys. Um, what else? In terms of linebacker, uh, you know, I was sort of worried about Mac Wilson heading into uh, this spring, but he actually has stepped up to the plate and done a really nice job. So I think he's better positioned to make the team than I might have thought he was when they drafted JOK and they drafted Tony Fields. I mean, Tony right now is in a boot. He hasn't been able to do much, and that's really paved the way for a Mac to get out there and, and show that, hey, you know what? I deserve a spot on this football team. Mary Kay, thank you so much for spending some time with me on Saturday. And um, we can look to read you and your article coming up later on today um, with the Browns linebackers. Sounds good. I'll talk to you soon.